saw the movie. Don't tell me anything about it. Good or bad. It's a biopic. It's You probably know the story already, to be honest. Alright, ready? Yep. Ready. Welcome to this, another edition of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you as always by MGA Traffic. Don't trust them over 50 metres, not very reliable. <laughs> I like that one, Fab. Joining me is the second fastest man in the office, Fabian Guadagnolo. I think if you if you look at uh, social media, Sean, you'll find that you're lying and that I was the winner. What? There's rumours going around social media that I won. Not a rumour, news is floating around social media. Oh, is there? Yeah. Is there really? Yeah. Not from Pete, is it? It's just out there, Sean. So commiserations. Well, that was, was absolute, very close. That was absolute horseshit. We, we had about four false starts because Fabian couldn't get, get himself sorted out when we're going to go. And then if, like when we did go, Fabian got about 10 metres out of the blocks and then gave up. Good 10 metres. And not, then I, not really. And then I, and then I just <laughs> Did you see I the race? Canted, the I just canted. No, I saw the race, but I was on the phone at the time. Tim Davis is with us too. I'm, pr- I'm proud to have won. Just. How are you, Sean? Congratulations. I was a little bit worried because... You're congratulating him. Early, all throughout the week, you, Pete, Alex Billen, shout out to Alex Billen, were all... like They weren't giving me much in the way of Fabian and I having a foot race. And Pete stopped short of giving you a rub and tug, mate. Jesus. No, that was You're today. So- but everyone else, no one was saying anything. If that came across my desk that you were racing Timbo, I would have a pretty strong opinion as to who I thought was going to win. Who would that be? Timbo. <laughs> it, we, we going next week? And I would sit there and go, "Yeah, Tim's going to win this one." I wouldn't be say, I wouldn't be stroking this nonsense that like people were getting into my head a bit about Fab maybe having the legs. As not, it turns they're good, out, they're good-looking legs. As it turns out, you didn't. <laughs> well. And I didn't have much to worry about. That first who, who, run through, who do our listeners believe, you or me? Well, isn't there video footage of me comfortably winning? I'm pretty sure Tim was on the phone. I was on the phone. I, I did get the very first one where you've vaulted out of the blocks and probably had the race in control when my mate Trent rang. So shout out to Trent. Yeah, we did. We did ruined about, a good moment. I think we did about five <laughs> five run throughs. A couple were ruined. I did by fifty meters over five starts. runs. Probably. <laughs> And then I, yeah, once once I realised I've got him pretty comfortably here, I didn't have to worry about the false start. Well, when I saw the warm-up and you were uh, having a crack, I thought, ooh, happy learn to putt. You're with us, Tim. I thought, you didn't... I, I thought I had mates. You soon learn who your mates are. So. Well, you're the one that challenged me to the race. No, I've got no issue with challenging you and all bullshit aside, Sean, you know. I tried to psychologically gain an advantage. You I tried did get to him. manipulate him. In seven days, I got into his head. Oh, I have no doubt you did. The hamstring got tight on, on, on my words alone. So. No, nah, the hamstring was not tight on your words alone. The hamstring was tight as a result of some bike riding. And Why uh, did you start bike riding suddenly? To train for the race. No, I've been bike you riding for weeks. You started to worry. No, you no, I've been bike riding for weeks. About He used to deliver the so mail. deliver mail on a bike. He used to get chased by dogs. He used to get bitten by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And Tim Dog, Davis, dogs with good taste. That's true. Tim Davis is with us. Tim, you didn't have a game on the weekend, did you? Need a bite? No, 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 we had a game on the weekend. Oh bullshit! What happened? We're pumped. Uh, we, oh yes, you did. We tell played, us this already. played the Preston Bull Ants. Yeah. Um, they were they were always going to be a challenge. They are the yardstick of our division. 
Um, I put it to the boys that it was um, this was a side that needed a contest, needed a challenge. They they'd had a pretty easy win the Are week you before. Worried? I'm worried that you really put it out there in your pre-game addresses or three-quarter time addresses, as the case may be. And a little bit Bolt style, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're responding. The response in as far as their attack on the footy, mm. their tackling, their effort trying to win the footy was second to none. Excellent. They did really well. Um, their response on the scoreboard? Well, it was eight goals to zero. Oh, that's not that bad. I thought it was worse than that. No, no, no. It was like eight, five to one behind. Oh. We, we kicked the one behind with two seconds to go in the game. What's your percentage? Uh, we're back down now to about 60 or 80. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're about third on the ladder. But we we play Richmond this weekend. Winnable. Winnable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Richmond's won a game yet, so it's not the one that we want to drop. No. Um, but it is an opportunity to be able to consolidate position on the ladder and prove to ourselves that we're in this division, we're competitive. And what and do you want to see this week? Well, we did a lot of training last night uh, about accountability and running with a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a lot of one-on-one work to try and win the footy or tackle the guy that's got it. Was that the one where you just punt the ball like Spot 30 on. metres away? It is the absolute best drill oh, great. that you can do in any level of football to be able to teach blokes how to have a go. I used to be not bad at that back in my Beverly Hills days yep. where the coach would punt it, yeah, 35, 40 metres away and then it was you and someone else or occasionally it was like two-on-one or yep. two-on-two and... You just have to get the ball back to him? Well, it's pace, it's agility, it's you saw it, clean I, hands. I mean, it's a few years ago now, but I've still got a bit of it. You saw it out in the car park earlier tonight. Get the ball I, out. I, I did. We'll get the ball I, out. I absolutely it. did. Um, and then we finished We finished yesterday up with a bit of goal kicking if, as well. So Just quickly, if we did get the ball out, I'd get to it first, no doubt about it. Hmm. And I'd just need to, I'd just need to get around you after that. In that drill... Where you get the ball, Sean would have gotten to the ball first, correct? Yeah. Then I would have tackled him into the into the turf. I think if I would you have got the opportunity. I to, think yes. I would have had enough time to gather. Are we talking about when Sean was at his Beverly Hills days, or are we talking about right now? We're talking about you right now as well. So you're in your Beverly Hills days, and I'm in my. No, I'm right today. Now. I'm today. I would get to the ball comfortably ahead of you. I would have enough time to turn and assess which way you're coming, and then pivot around you. But, of course, you've got to be able to finish your drill off by hitting the target of the guy that's kicked the footy out. We're so. still talking about the football drill here? Yeah. <laughs> um, I reckon I'd have you covered in that. Let's bring the ball. I'm happy to do that next week. Where can we do all, it? All your, you only accept challenges that are pace-related. Let's get kicking accuracy, handball. Get, just bring the full gamut. Okay. Leading, marking. Marking contest? Could we go one-on-one marking contest? Well, you'd win that one, but well, no. on the lead, on the lead, I'd have I'd you. Give I reckon. you a chance. I'd have you cooked on the lead. Who's kicking it? Uh, Nick Newman. Yeah, Nick Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's defending? <laughs> we'll get Kingers in. He King, can kick it. Kingers would go all right. Yep. I'm happy to defend. If it's on the lead, I've got you fucking baked, mate. It's all right. I've got you done. But you're in a restricted area. You're not just running 50 metres away, mate. What are you talking about? I'm marking on the lead. Yeah, and then the ball's going to get kicked. How's your timing? How's your leap? How's everything else? I reckon it would have to be that good because I reckon I'd have three to four metres on you. Oh, you'd have more than three to four metres on you. Yeah, absolutely. But it's all right. Skills. <laughs> Make it skills-based. <laughs> okay, let's do it. When are we doing it? Whenever, Sean. You sprung this one on me tonight. Do anything tomorrow. <laughs> Who's kicking the ball? 
Oh, I thought we were just going to do like... Can't uh, use Pete. We're going to do like horse or something. Hey? You know, we could just have shots. Like around the world. Yeah. You know horse. John Longmire? Horse. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, how, how is he on the lead? John Longmire. No, we're just not doing that. We're just not doing that portion of the challenge. We're just not doing the on the lead bit. We'll do an NBA, NBA All-Star Weekend skills, skills challenge. Okay. Where are we kicking from? Wherever you want. I reckon about 30 is my range. I reckon these days my range is about 24. <laughs> Good. You know, like you, how bad is that? Like you could comfortably make 50. Yeah. And then I was just... Oh, I never had 50. I never had 50 in... No, I had 50 comfortably, but it's now it's just... Like, it's 50, just but it'll land on the line. No, no, goal from 50. You'll go post-high 50? No, post-high. Post <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. The man on the mark's not at 50. I'm kicking it from 50. You're it's kicking it from 50 and you're clearing, the, clearing the line. Yeah, yeah mm. definitely. Yeah. Well, this trip, misty-eyed trip down memory lane. When Goz, shout out to Goz. Goz says once he, he's got it from from 60. And we absolutely pissed ourselves. Someone got a near map of the MCG and said, Goz, you know you have to kick the ball from here and score a goal. Stuck to his guns, blah, blah, blah. So we went, go out to Hyde Park in Q. Yeah, I know it. Measure out 60 metres. We bring a kangaroo brand, Sharon, inflated to the right pressure. Cones, knock us out back, guys. Clear 60. Really? <laughs> Clear 60. He's a Serbian, Serbian th- athletic freak. The bloke's got the thighs of a freaking elephant. It's just, just whooshka. It was going to be one of two things. It was going to be 30. Yeah, that's right. It was going to be nothing. We got him on a technicality. He said he would yet. kick a goal from 60. Yes. It wouldn't have been a goal. The ball, anyone on the line gets that ball, but he clears the line. He clears, clears the, line. the line and he kicked it from 60. Jesus. How many kicks did he have? His first attempt. <laughs> yeah, but did he have any other ones? Well, he didn't, didn't need or to. Or did you <laughs> fucking chair him off the, the field? after? Oh, he... It wasn't so much as about the accuracy. Yeah, I know that. But the... Yeah, okay. Anyway, we're going to start uh, the prod, pod proper this week. We don't want to talk about my trip to the movie, do we? No, no do your own podcast. No, no can't be bothered. Um, we're going to start <laughs> off. Uh, lasted two weeks. It was your negativity that killed it. I loved no, it. No, no, no. You got in my head, mate. This was the week you actually saw a That's what movie. got his hamstring tied. <laughs> I was psychosomatic right. about it all. He, he finally goes to watch a movie that is worth reviewing. And he won't and do he's it. he's the pin. The first two, I'm not interested in any of the movies you saw previously. Did I see something last week? I don't even know. Didn't talk I about it. I saw Rocket Man last week and I saw no. uh, X-Men today. Or is the Americans say it's really weird. Americans say X-Men. So it's like it's a surname. Really? Like Jonathan X-Men. Oh, who's that? Kingers? <laughs> We're going to start off this week, Fab. We're going to have to talk about things that caught our eye from the last week. Yep. Um, do you want me to lead us off or do you want yeah, you absolutely. to lead off? No, you can lead off. Caught my eye. i got a few. How many of you got one? Zero, but I'll, I've got one. you got one? I've got a couple. Rumour has surfaced. Unsubstantiated, but a rumour nonetheless. Interesting that Sebastian Vettel may pull the plug at the end of this season. What's he going to play soccer? I think so. Think what? So. Really? No, no. Oh. no. Going to go play Jordan style. Going to take up he baseball. He did play in a charity he did. football match. He did indeed. For the Juve. Uh, no, that was just a celebrity team, but there's a lot of Juve-based celebrities. Francesco Totti, obviously, not being. No, there. that was weird. That was odd. It was the Juve owners... And some Ferrari ex, people. Yeah, Yulve slash Ferrari slash Fiat. Mm. Um, some ex Yulve stars, 
Charles Leclerc was there. He was there. But um, obviously, Michael used to like having a run around. Famously did it down at the, was good. a local park down in Melbourne. He joined in and said he asked a bunch of, like, they were playing a pickup game of soccer. He said, oh, do you mind if I join in? And I think initially they didn't, the story went they didn't really know who he was. And it, like, took a little while for him to go, it's fucking Michael Schumacher. <laughs> and he took, he joined in. But he used to play in all the charity games and... It was okay. Uh, but, yeah, so that's the rumour going around that Vettel may uh, walk away at the conclusion of the 2019 season. And if that does happen, there's only one man. Only one man that Ferrari need to and should go after. They are. Mr. Ricciardo. Um, and hopefully for yeah, his... Was that hard for you to say? Hopefully for his sake he has an out or you know an option on a contract or whatever. Because at the moment it is nothing more than a rumour, but it's an interesting thing that as we get into uh, Montreal this week and... The season's sort of going to pick up a bit of steam now um, if this is addressed over the coming weekend mm-hmm. as to what it means. What caught your eye, Fab? Uh, look, this might be a bit of an obvious one. It's the Mick Malthouse, oh. Nathan Buckley. We're not spending forever on this. You, no, we're not because it's it's come out of nowhere. People have jumped on Nathan Buckley for being basically Just, a bit of a party pooper. It's a bad... I think it's a... I think I he's spoken think he at the wrong time. Wrong. Mick's been an absolute a-hole. To Nathan ever yeah, but since we we spoke about this earlier. Plan. Are you naive enough to think? Are you naive enough to to suggest that Nathan Buckley, in the history of backroom politicking in football clubs, to get a better role for yourself, that Nathan Buckley didn't push Mick out the door? Mick signed the contract. That didn't answer the question. No, no, Mick signed the contract. You've been on the Mick bandwagon no, no, this no. week. Big Nathan time. Buckley fluttered his eyelashes at North Melbourne, knowing or hoping it would get the response it did from Eddie, hmm. and it did. He, he, it did, did. he did what Ross Lyon's doing this week. No, spot on. And Eddie thought, we can't lose the untried Nathan Buckley. We can't lose him. And okay, they put aside, part of, what's that got to do with Mick? Why does Mick then have to all of a sudden? And all Nathan did was... Because a good club would have... He's rewritten history to basically wipe Nathan Buckley out of it. That's not true. He has, He's, he's done it rewritten. He wrote, he's he wrote, rewritten him out of one aspect of people asking who's the best player you've coached. And he's... That's one up aspect. Until, up until 2010... His answer was always Nathan Buckley. And then Nathan Buckley shafted him out of the job. All right, so Mick is bitter. But Nathan didn't do it on his own. Nathan had mates along the journey as well. Mick. And Mick. and also, don't forget the one key thing, and it, whether it's Eddie or it's the board or whatever, Collingwood Football Club had a history of former captains coaching the club, and I think they absolutely loved that Nathan Buckley was going to follow this transition and he was going to coach the Collingwood Football Club. But I think they thought it was going to happen five years later and then all of a sudden when they thought we're going to lose him to the system, he's going to coach North Melbourne for the 10 years that Brad Scott has ended up coaching them and they said we need to to defend against this and then they've created a situation that kept him where they needed to have him. But I think the best thing for Collingwood at the time was to keep Mick and to keep Mick happy. And Arena ended up being quite divisive. Ultimately, Mick's last two years were his best two years. And they showed him the door. Yeah. Oh, last two years at Collingwood. Be specific. No, that's, but his last two years at the Magpies yeah, yeah. were fantastic. Oh, la- and they showed him the door. His last two years in yeah. the AFL were... And Mick's probably sitting there going, and if once again, if the rumours are to be believed, there were quite a core of senior player who had asked Collingwood... Don't let him go. ...to keep him. Yep. Absolutely. Why do you think Buckley came in and then proceeded to trade all of them out? Because they were... More successful than him, and he was incredibly jealous that they'd all achieved the success that eluded him. You don't like Nathan Buckley as a coach. Not at all. Not at all. Every time I hear Nathan Buckley speak, I'm impressed. He sounds the same all the time, and people like it at the moment because he's winning. When he's not winning, he sounds pompous and overindulgent. No, when he's not winning, he sounds like 
is pissed off and gives a shit and doesn't accept winning. And talk about fucking green shoots every five minutes. Mm. Anyway, I thought that Bucks probably played it the wrong way. Oh, I, think, I, I, I think that he, he was always going to be asked the question given the night before. That's right. He not did, a problem. He didn't raise it. He was asked. But the question, I don't think he needed to. I don't think he needed to answer it in so many words. He was also very complimentary to Mick. I think he probably could have after said, that sentence. "Fantastic honor um, for Mick on the night. Richly deserved." Um, he could have alluded to he his, said all that. his no, he could have alluded to his and Mick's um, relationship, and then just said, "Look, I don't think now's the time to be talking about that Mick's achievement last night's." I think the talking point. Agreed. And then that's the end of it. I think he knew what he was saying. Mick, you say once again, Bucks is very calculating. Shows that you're Bucks is very calculating. Why? Because I suggested that it was ordinary that the Carlton Football Club didn't acknowledge. I don't think we needed to acknowledge him. Everyone else did. did Bulldogs did. West club, Coast sure. did. Everyone else did. What's his greatest achievement? Well, Winning was, a final from ninth. No, the fact that he was just a part of the club in general that is now in the Hall of Fame. I just think it would have been a nice. Gesture. Gesture to, to acknowledge congratulations but, to Mick Malthouse. You don't have to make a video about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't, you don't have, have to make a song and dance. You can just recognise. So it's just buried in an article. What caught your eye, Timbo? Um, I really, and, and again, Sean, I know you don't have kids and you're probably not in this space at the moment. We but know of. <laughs> there was a moment uh, overnight or earlier this week with Nicholas Mahu, who uh, is... You're fucking hell. Yeah, 37-year-old <laughs> French journeyman tennis player. Feels like he's been around. Forever. Well, yeah, I think they got on a run and a half, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. He had a twenty-year, twenty-year career. Um, the expectation is at the age of thirty-seven, this is going to be his last French Open. He's the French anti- Tommy Haas. Yeah, it's anticipated he's going to retire at the end of the year. Uh, he played Leonardo Meyer from Argentina. He got beaten, and at the end of the game, his ten-year-old son came over and gave him a kiss. And gave him a hug, and you honestly you watched it, and even Meyer on the other side of the net sat there, and I reckon he was getting emotional as well, and it was an absolutely beautiful moment you know, between some, a father and a son in front of his home crowd. It's the whole winning and losing thing, and it puts it in yep. perspective. Yep. Um, I really liked. There was a similar sort of moment in terms of just a nice moment, um, which initially got a bit of not flack, but it was misinterpreted. It was from a, a bit of footage from um, Argentinian national team training. And it was all these players coming up and getting a photo with Messi. And he's sort of watching it. And the stupid, you know those dumb Twitter accounts, footy humour and the joke accounts, meme accounts? It said that like, oh, look, all of Messi's teammates getting photos with him. And he sort of went, oh, that's a bit weird. But I looked at the video and I thought, no, 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 no. And someone provided some info. They were under-17s who were training with the Argentinian senior team. And you think about it, these kids are 16 years old. So they're lucid memories from the age of four or five. Oh, Leo Messi. This guy being the greatest thing they've ever seen. Yep. And one after the other, they were lining up and a photographer was taking photos of each of them with him and he was fantastic and obliged them all. It was just a really nice little moment where I thought that would mean that for these 16, 17-year-old kids, this guy's the guy. He's the man. And that'll be, you think about it, that'll be on the mantelpiece. Yep. And with some sort of luck, maybe two or three of them yeah, might to play, play with him yeah, later play. on for their country, which in itself would be phenomenal. But there's plenty in that squad that won't. No, so not. as you say, that is probably and the one who do. It's probably the, their peak. The ones who do make it, you bring out that photo when you're in your mid twenties and yeah, mid thirties even. If you if you have that ten to twelve the, year career, there's footage of um, Ronaldo at training with a young Jesse Lingard. Yep. And yeah, like, it's just a nice little video. I think Jesse's like. Just he looks like he's five, but I think he's about twelve. There's one with um, Danny Welbeck, and I think it's Roy Keane. Danny, 
No, I can't remember who it was, but I've seen that as well. And it's just weird. You see them when they're little kids and it's... Yeah. Well, it's the same as when Jack Silvani ran through the banner with his dad in his 300th game or whatever it was. And you think about it at the time and you go, oh, I wonder if he'll make the grade. Yeah. You know, we've seen him here as a th- two, three-year-old kid and you go, oh, 15 years later. Yeah. I mean, a lot's got to go yeah, right to be able to get the opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, something else that caught my eye, Cricket World Cup, I'm loving the format. You know why I'm loving the format? I take the piss out of you in the NFL. Every, every game, game matters. matters. <laughs> every game, coming. every game's important. Every game matters. South Africa have dug themselves into a hole. Are they cooked? So they've got what, nine oh, games? three. Wow. So, so, so they've got nine games. So there's ten teams in the comp. They've lost a third of their games already. Lost. They've got to be. They're and, and they're in a world of strife. And, and Stain's done a shoulder and is out for the competition. But you think about it on the flip side. England are one and one. Australia play their second game tonight. Who um, did England drop the game to? They dropped their first game. Pakistan. Didn't they? No, they 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 won the first game. They beat South Africa. And they they lost to Pakistan, who were just Jekyll and Hyde. Pakistan yeah, were totally. laughable in game one against the West Indies and then ended up rolling the hosts. I think um, England's problem at the moment, at least, is their their bowling looks a bit lightweight. Suspect, yeah. Um, obviously, power up top with Butler and Roy and, and the guys with the bat. But um, it'll be interesting how that pans out. But, yeah, loving the new format. Every game's important. Every game's got some stakes on it. Afghanistan last night were fantastic to watch. Had Sri Lanka on the ropes and just couldn't quite get them... Um, and ended up making 180-odd or something. Yep. You're sort of thinking, geez, if they make it 150, you're in with a bit of a shout. They just couldn't quite get over the line. And the other thing I love, English cricket, something I've always loved about English cricket, what happens when you hit the stumps, Timbo? Uh, it depends on what you're doing. The ball hits the stumps. In England, the, the stumps just fucking fly. And they do too so when, it's if you're, the soft ground. Yeah. So stumps just cartwheel yep. away. Well, they actually say in Australia, often they what they do is they water mm. the stump holes so that you get that same effect. Because there's effect. nothing, there's no more, I'm going to say, it, I don't think there's a more dramatic moment in world sport than when, someone, tumbling when stump. someone's bold yeah. and the stumps just splinter. Yeah. It's just the most, you go and you're done. Yeah. Whereas in ours, because like, sometimes they're quite firm and they just like knock back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But in England, they fucking fly. It's great. Love yep. it. Yeah, they cartwheel. Um, and then lastly, before we kick off with the pod proper talking about Carlton, Women's World Cup starts this weekend. Where, where are they? France. It's in France. Because I France. saw a thing where they said that the um, the Matildas had gotten off the plane in town X, city X, mm. whatever the name of the joint was, and I had never heard of it. And I thought, I don't even fucking know where that. They might be in Iceland for they all played, I They played, and the worry for me with the Australian girls is um, they played the, the, the Netherlands, a warm-up game, 3-0 drubbing. Yep. They got rolled by the US a couple of weeks ago, 5-3. They can't defend and I get the feeling like... So it's Matty Knights all over again. It's Matty Knights. I mean, coached by... Like, I get the feeling that... And you're maybe a good point of reference here, Tim. I mean, your your information about the Matildas would have been largely informed from a pretty biased media. Totally. And what is that? What's your impression of their chances? From uh, what you've been fed over the last few years? From what I've been fed over the last few years, past results, um, we're in it up to our eyeballs. We're a top three team. Spot on. And the... Thing is, watching them, I think people are now when they actually watch them and get exposed to them, they're not. They're not. Oh well, it's it's. And that's but the shame of it is yeah. for me, is that the only losers out of that is if the girls make it out of the group, phenomenal. Yeah. You go great effort, brilliant. If they get to the knockouts, you go magnificent. Well, I think one thing that we've always said when we've had most of our national sides go to major competitions, as a general rule, they tend to acquit themselves quite well. And that's the thing. And, and if you've got to bunker down and you've got to work yeah. and graft and all that sort of stuff, they are capable of doing it. So as you sort of say, this will be an opportunity to either meet the meet the reputation or um, 
or not, and if you don't meet the reputation, can they find another way and, and that get a be, result? The expectation, I think, is going to be far in excess of reality. I feel like when I've watched them play a couple of times recently, we just can't defend. Yeah. And those good UEFA nations who we've got a bad record against. I we think may not get out of the group. I think you're going to make make mincemeat of us. Uh, it'll be interesting. At some point. We need to take all of our chances. Play Italy first up on Sunday night. Italy 1-0. Italy can't score more than one goal. <laughs> uh, we're going to we then. I shouldn't have said we. Sometimes you don't need to. Um, the only other thing that I was just going to add, and we may touch on it more in depth later on, but um, NBA Finals Game 3 today, mm. um, you had a Golden State with no Kevin Durant, no um, Clay, Thompson. Clay Thompson, and Boogie played but really wasn't there. Bogut, Bogut's output was better than Boogie's today. Yes, and just Bogut's actually been quite good off the bench. Oh, look, he's a great defensive player, and he uses he's a good team team basketballer. They probably need to think about using him more often. Well, oh, I, they, th- I they think they been. do. I think they do now. But credit where it's due, you watch a game and you go, the effort, the impact, the output. While it was all in vain, the game that Steph Curry played today was. Phenomenal, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Except for his flopping. Well, and and look, he's ne- he's never been one of my guys. I I appreciate his ability to be able to shoot. I love the fact that he you know he wasn't highly recruited and he's he's turned himself into a, a seriously relevant basketballer. He's turned himself into the greatest shooter the NBA has ever seen. Ever seen, absolutely. And and again against adversity, he had to come up and he had to represent his team really well today and he smashed it out of the park. And unfortunately for him, it just wasn't enough. I wanted... KD going down gave me a finals... It was a great I, test. Yeah. I wanted to see because it was... The first iteration of the Golden State Warriors when they won against LeBron was them with Clay, with Steph, with Draymond, and that's it. Yeah. And yeah, Iguodala's there, and Iguodala won a, a finals MVP. MVP. But it was that team, which was an awesome team, coming up against LeBron. Now, when LeBron lost Kyrie, it was all all over. But they've lost too many now. I was actually yeah. happy that KD was not going to play. But as soon as Clay's out, KD's out, it's Steph on his own. It's it's. Well, the bottom line is Toronto's roster is very, very deep. Danny they've got Green some very like good players. A basketballer today. He did. He looked good, didn't he? Did he? Was it six of ten or seven of ten at one I'm point? Not a hundred percent sure, but he was hitting him defensively. He contributed. Danny Green goes through games, and game two was a perfect example where he does nothing. Whereas this, he was he was in it. He was offensively dangerous, defensively alert, on song, doing his job, doing more than his job. Well, defensively has always been his strength, so, but then he can shoot the three as well. And this, yeah. they needed to claw that game back. I think they're they're home. Well, to to get yeah to get home court advantage back, have the series on their own terms, know that they can win away if they need to is massive. When's, it, when's getting, the next game? About getting Drake that ring. It'll be Saturday. <laughs> can they stop carrying on? They're, like they're carrying on. There was a caption on the broadcast before game one that had Drake coming into the arena. And the little like ribbon down the bottom said Drake in his first finals appearance. And I thought he's a fucking spectator. It's his first finals appearance, Sean. Get over it. It was his debut final series, sorry. And I thought he's what, a spectator. What do, you, what do you have against Aubrey? What do you have? He's against- a dickhead. And he's having a go at players and they're like, I'll oh, just ignore him. 
I'll yeah, just ignore he, him. I just Kawhi. Would Kawhi Leonard? If he was, if Kawhi Leonard played for Golden State and he was having a dig at Kawhi, Kawhi wouldn't respond. Kawhi would just ignore him. He'd give him nothing. Kawhi give him donuts. Everybody. And you sit there and go, shut up. Mute. You just sit there and go like, and he's carrying on. He's having a go at players, and you sit there going, "Just shut up, mate! You're a fucking spectator. Sit there, watch the game, enjoy it, cheer your team on. Not a problem in the world. Support your team, but there's a line, and you are crossing it with your overindulgent, selfish nonsense. It's a joke." Sean has never participated in a conversation about basketball. Mentioned Drake, and we've got him. But you sit there and go, and, like and then for but he's carrying on like he's actually an important part of this whole he fucking is. series. He he's nothing. He's meaningless. Ask Alex. He but is. the media, the he media won't have you know that. Do you think that the Golden State Warriors are seriously sitting there going, "Geez, better make sure we shut Drake up early tonight"? Then why don't well, they? Well, they'll mouth an offer at him at, right. after game two. But when they he's won, clearly, because he spent all all this, he's clearly gotten under no, their skin. Because he's, I think it's simply you fucking can't affect anything. You think you're affecting it. We've rolled your boys on their home court, so if now it was we'll Brandon have a go Flowers, you would love. Brandon it. Flowers has no interest in sports. He's a Mormon. He just wants to focus on making good records. <laughs> so I just he's taking care of his fifteen wives. He's, I think he's yeah, he's got. I think he's only got one wife. He's got a few kids though. But the whole thing with Drake, like I said, he's carrying on like at the end of the fucking series, he's going to get a ring. He is. If they win, they will, will give him a ring, and I will throw up. <laughs> What a joke. What an absolute joke of a man. Watch your team. Jack Nicholson style. Watch your team. Support your team. Be a super fan. If you think that gives you relevance in the market or makes you an ambassador for the team or makes you he an ambassador is. He's a for the city. Ambassador Not a problem in the brand, world. The OVO brand sponsor their training facility. Fine, fine. But just sit there and just be a normal, well adjusted human being. Stop trying to make it about you. And that's what he's doing. He's making the whole series about him. And it's a But little, he can do that as much as he wants, but it only becomes relevant if the media but the get on is, board and he gathers traction, and he's gathered traction. If I'm the club... If Kevin Durant and uh, and Clay Thompson are mouthing off at him at the end of the game, he's got under their skin. Oh, that's Siri. Siri, we want to call Drake. <laughs> call Drake. Call no, but and as I said, like just, if I'm the, the Toronto Raptors, I'm happy that he's giving us some exposure, but I'm sitting there going, this isn't about you, but you're making every game about you. When you walk in, he's where you're sitting, also taking what a you're lot wearing, of that limelight and that pressure of a first final stop it. You're embarrassing yourself Pro- now. Possibly is. You're Absolutely. embarrassing yourself. I don't mind it. Um, we're going to talk about Carlton now. What is there much to talk about what Carlton this week? What happened down at Icon <laughs> Park this week? Oh, well, we moved on. We moved on. We elected to move on. You know what we? it was for me, ultimately? We obviously spoke about it in the aftermath of Saturday, and we want to look forward because a lot of. Plenty of people have looked backwards as it is and plenty of people have discussed the why, but now we want to discuss, well, what does it mean ultimately? It was, a, it was We spoke about it at length on the on the text. Ultimately, it was an unemotional decision. Oh, totally. And it, it just got to the it point. It was a decision that needed to be made. And, and, and I think, you know, as they sort of said, if the decision hadn't have been made, we were a bit aimless. We, Sunday. We, we, looked, we looked quite uh, Sunday felt like the Sunday felt like the first game... We'd been trending that way, but Sunday felt like the first game this season where I looked at the tre- the team and I looked at the performance, and I hate the saying, oh, you lost the players or whatever, but I looked at it and thought, they don't believe in it. They don't care. They don't believe that what we're being asked to do can win the games. And further to that, moving forward now with David Teague, obviously sits in the chair. Um, my message would be, if I'm Kane Little, if I'm David Teague, whatever, my message would be, 
Have fun. Have fun out there. Gordon Bombay style, we've spoken about it. The great man, the teachings of Gordon Bombay. Beep, 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 beep. Sorry, this is, it's Carlton related. Don't do the team yet, we're doing the team later. Bryce has been dropped again. Yeah, we'll do really? the team later. Fuck now. Anyway, we'll get to that later on. So is Alex Fasolo. Yeah, well, that's no surprise. But <laughs> the, the, the attitude for me, why would I, I would have sat down with um, particularly Cripps and Doherty and, and probably more importantly the leadership group in general. And I would have said, look, what we want to do, how do you think, what do you think makes us, when you're on the field, what feels like it works? Because they're the ones ultimately out there that are feeling the ebbs and flows of the game. And what this week gives us an opportunity to do, Brisbane will have been scouting us for three or four weeks, known as inside out. We can be genuinely surprising. Oh, absolutely. We should be seriously unpredictable. And that's my attitude would be to Cripps, particularly, who's obviously playing Doherty as a leader, would be, what do you think works best for us? When you're on the field, what do you feel? You can obviously feel the game trending our way. What is it? Teague would obviously, and the coaches would have a fair idea of what we want to see. Well, Teague, Teague has coached a forward line to a grand final mm-hmm. and had his team as a favourite. So he obviously understands how to give a team an opportunity to be able to get a score. Now, granted, he would have still been doing that under the fabric of Don Pike's game style. So whether David Teague buys into Don Pike's game style or not remains to be seen. You know what would be the most interesting thing about this week? Teague has caught a little bit of criticism because the forward line has been dysfunctional. But it'll be interesting to see if anything changes. Well, you would think... If he's been performing within a framework that he maybe didn't necessarily agree with, agree complete with. with. And, and that's that's the first thing is you're going, what do they try and do? How do they set up? Do we do anything different? Um, and the fact that David Teague, who was a career defender, has been uh, a forward line coach for a number of years now makes you just wonder... What is his ethos? How has he given his blokes an opportunity and how does it mesh with his senior coach? And the thing that we, now that he gets to dictate everything, we just sit back and say, how does it look? The thing that we desperately need to combat in that space is that we have kicked one or fewer goals, one or zero goals, 15 quarters this year. Wow. So out of 44 quarters, we have kicked one or less goals on 15 occasions. It's that's, pretty damning, isn't it? That's, that, that's, that is a stat that sort of went a little bit under the radar. Someone posted it somewhere, and I thought that is exactly that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. No one plays like us, and no one loses as often as we do. So David T's got a really good opportunity, Cameron Bruce as well, um, obviously Barker, etc., to sit there and go, we weren't the problem necessarily. Problem's a, a harsh word, but sit there and go, we weren't the problem. We can actually structure this team up, structure these players up to... The big thing is, it sounds fucking silly. Kick more goals, and you would think you would think that what they're probably going to err on is simplification. You Did know, you see Doherty's today? No, I didn't Did you see that quote. No, I don't know verbatim, but he said something about everyone caught on to the, the quote he said that the club repurposed about him wanting to turn the joint around and whatever. That's the warm and fuzzy takeaway. But he said something to the effect of um, it, the, the younger players will be freed up, a simpler game plan. That should hopefully be beneficial. Yep. And you sort of went, that kind of echoed a lot of the chat from the last few weeks about long meetings, yep. sitting in a classroom, yep. and the young guys, you know, probably just being overwhelmed yes. by information. Well, I think a lot of people had talked about being frozen. You know, they get out into a game and they tried to make it so complicated, the kids just didn't know what to do and they were almost paralysed. You don't want to mix, um, when, I, when I worked at the club and Mick... Um, 
they would occasionally do like a state of the union style. The head of every department would get up and do a bit of a, this is how things are tracking, whatever. Uh, and when Mick was on board, he'd just have a little bit of a chat about just the team in general at a staff meeting. And he said uh, he loves his war history. Yep. And he said something at uh, General Rommel. And he said, uh, no plan survives contact. And he thought, well, he's spot on. Yep. You see, they go, we're sitting there. The boys, young kids are sitting there in a classroom being overwhelmed with information. This is what we do here. This is what we do here. This is what we do here. When they actually get out there in the cut and thrust, it's just a lot. A change. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yep. And they're sitting there going, I don't really know what I'm meant to be doing when things are going right. Yep. So when it kind of gets affected, when that gets pinched, I know even less what happens than now. what to do. Yeah. And with no runner, we've spoken about that. With no runner, it probably makes it worse again. I think that's, to be honest, throughout this whole last you know 12 weeks, um, that comment has, I hadn't even considered it. And, and when you mentioned it the other week, I thought, wow, that is just... It's pretty perceptive. Yeah, oh, it's it? massive. Where do you hear it from? <laughs> <laughs> I said it myself. I said it turned to dad and I said, are we just, like, is the runner... Hurting us, especially in games where the game's slipping away. Yeah, Fabian is still in the room. Fab, who do you want? You two are talking. To I'm, uh, just, I'm, I enjoy when you to engage in proper dialogue. Oh, excellent. Uh, well, we'll go to you to start off this next line of questioning. I mean, the the talk obviously now talks to turns to I should say what comes next from a personnel point of view. Personally, yeah. I want to see some charisma. A lot of coaches in this day and age don't really have it. They're all very we middle need, management talk. We need more than that. that yeah, we need that, more than that. That's great. I, I agree with it. Like, I want someone – I hate, hate saying this. I'd, lo- I'd love a Jurgen Klopp. You know what I mean? Someone with not club. much of an AFL man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jurgen but, Klopp is fantastic. So, I agree so, with you. Yeah. But classic Jose. One, one thing Brendan Bolton wasn't was a game day operator, and that was clear. Yep. Okay. Now, Dean Laidley, game day operator. Dean Laidley was like a complete opposite. He was like an inverted bolt. <laughs> it wouldn't say anything midweek yeah. and he'd be an animal on game day. And then on game day, but he like turned it on. Game day strategist. That's what we... I don't think we're going to find what we need in one person. And we don't have yeah, to. I, I think you're right. I think Chris Fagan's gone up to Brisbane to be the figurehead, the leader, the face the bloke who talks to the media and presents a good image for the club. Now, he's not as charismatic as I would like, but Fagan's fulfilling a role. I don't think Chris Fagan on match day is the one necessarily pulling all the strings. I don't think we can find one person. And we can accomplish that sort of, I completely understand and agree. Like we can accomplish that with, if we want to get someone who's an excellent game day coach sort of thing, not a problem. But as they're, if it's a young guy, whatever, I don't necessarily subscribe to the thing going around, they're going to go experienced again. I don't necessarily think that's the case. But Brad Lloyd can become the Neil Balm, the voice of the, he'll talk day to day. SEN will have a chat to someone. He's a relatively senior figure. He can talk to the football program in general. And the coach coaches. The coach does his media week, weekly media gig post game. But there's that sharing of responsibility. Mm. Of what it was traditionally used to be a senior coach. Yeah, which we won't do. It. It's too revolutionary, but we need, and we've said it we've before said on it. the pod, bring in a head and have someone else coach. Now, Mick, I'll use Mick as an example. 
In his two good eras at Collingwood, he had bucks during the premiership, the 2010 premiership. And from for all accounts, and I know they don't like each other, but Bucks was given a lot of credit for in-game. Mick always looked to play, uh, a kick down to play. Early on, he had... Guy um, McKenna. Yeah, the Scots. One of the Scots, maybe both of the Scots. One of my f- no, he only had one because the other one came yeah, out of Freo. One of my favourite moments was when Brad. Buckley... Buckley had written all this stuff on the whiteboard in the in the pre-match. He'd written all this stuff up on the whiteboard, and Mick walked in and like looked bewildered and just wiped it off. It I was brilliant. It. He had Dean Laidley, who yes. is always known as a good game day operator. So, I think we need a bit of both. We're not going to find it in one person. Co-coaches, <laughs> Salford City style. Maybe, maybe a game day operator is in the box already. Maybe. Hopefully, it is. Hopefully, it's David Teague. And we bring in a coach who says to Teague, you just keep doing what you're doing. And I will be the overarching bloke who says, it'll happen, it'll evolve. It'll, it'll probably take 30 years, but we need someone to go, they're doing this or we're not doing that. Well, we were Don't probably worry doing- about how to fix it. You've got coaches to fix it. Didn't we do that with Parkin and Britain? I mean, Britain was the boat that was coaching yeah, Yes, and it worked for a year when Parkin was there. Yeah. No, as, soon as, Parkin, was okay. as soon as Parkin left? No, 2001 was okay. The list fell off a cliff. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. Which made it worse. But it wasn't, and the ruse thing's the same, it wasn't get me ready and then leave me. It was, no, I'll be here all the time. Yeah. You run the show, I'll just be the guy who liaises with the media and sees the game, feels the game, gives you a, Tim, we need this. You know what he is? Or we're not doing... You know, A, B, it's throwing up what needs to be done and then empower the coaches to solve it themselves. To do it. You know what he or is? to do it more than what they're doing it at the moment. He's the guy the players want to impress. David T, Cameron Bruce, etc. do the coaching kind of week to week out on the track. Yeah. And the manager hmm. is the guy that they're playing to impress. They're training to impress. It's the opposite of what I saw. I can't remember the year. It's probably three years ago. St. Kilda had footage in their box. And the assistants were all yelling at at um, at Richo. And whoever sat next to Richo was like, yeah, okay, we've got it. And then they kept saying, whatever. They're doing this. They're doing that. They kept harping on on their, their points. And whoever that... That advice was, well, okay, we've got the message. Move on. Think of something else. I want the inverse of that because what the assistants were doing was figuring out what's wrong and telling Richo, and Richo would then have to fix it. Yeah, Richo should be seeing what's wrong and empowering the various line coaches. Yeah, Fabian, you've got to check this out for me. What's going on at yeah. half back? Yep. How do we change this up? Fix the kick-ins. Sydney going That's to go, Tim, yeah, yeah. Thing I'd... to the back line coach. Fix the kick-ins. Just go, yeah, Timbo, go getting slaughtered at clearance. Yep. You know. Timbo, what you're do you director. need? You know what someone said? It's a, and it's, you're a manager. You know what somebody said? killed in the, the middle. Tim, what do you need? I want Nick Newman in there. Put Charlie on the ball. And then all of a sudden, Sean, who's in charge of the back line, goes, I can't lose Nick. I can't lose him out of the back line. Think of something now. And it's dialogue. And, and you, and the manager just literally manages. Says, whereas no, it's, sorry, it's, Sean, the, we're the taking AFL, Nick Newman. Fill that gap with someone else. The, the, whereas in the AFL, it's the inverse. <laughs> The assistant coaches identify what's wrong and what needs to be done, and it all gets has to then funnel through the senior coach. Yeah, 
it feels as though that quantum leap, and we've spoken about it a couple of times, isn't far away. It feels like they're kind of ebbing towards the a, good, the good, a bit of a shift. The good coaches are the ones, the secure coaches are. I reckon Clarko does that. Oh yeah. Clarko's, he's, Sheedy was doing it a while ago. Parkin did it obviously around about the same time, a little tiny bit earlier, mm. where it was voices. I'm the loudest voice, but I don't necessarily speak as often as everyone else. What I say matters. And when I say it, we do it. That's it. But if I say Sean's in the ruck, I don't care if he's five foot six. Are you sure about that? That's it. Not five foot six. You're selling me a bit short there. So, so to speak. Look, so, so who, I, do we, who do we want? I don't know. Who do we want? The big what one, would you like to see? I, like I said earlier, I want someone with a bit of spunk about them. I want someone who is like the Carlton Football Club at its best. And I know people get harped back to it. They get hung up on all this stuff. But it's charisma. It's confidence. It's it's somebody who isn't is, uh, it fits the role. The role isn't too big. The role isn't a burden. And he sort of thought at times for Rats it was a little bit big at that, that stage of his career. Bolt's always felt like, I don't mean this in a, it was like felt like, you know, he's sitting on a booster seat and he's sort of like learning the ropes as he goes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I get that's the... You meant everything. And I guess that's, that was the phase that we were, we were at at the time. But you sit there going, Mick at his best controls the club. Yeah. The message, the mantra, the mentality of it. He just runs the joint. And I don't mean it in terms of influencing commercial stuff, or whatever. But in terms of, he's the what I loved about him when he was at Carlton and Fab will disagree. When we lost, and this is something Jose used to do, this is something Ferguson used to do. The best managers do it. When the team loses, it's not about the players. When the team loses, it's I'll pick a fight with the referee, mm. or I'll pick a fight with a guy in the press room, and the story is not going to be about the boys. And that's it's genius. When the, it's genius when it, when it turns. Yeah. It's genius. But and when you consistently when you, yeah, lose... Yeah. But when you win, it's about the players. Yeah, absolutely. When we win, it's about them. They've won the game. It's them. So, I don't know. I just want someone... Like, maybe people are talking about rats. If rats applies for the job, to me, I want them, everyone in the room to look at it dispassionately, unemotionally, and go, is he better than this time seven years ago? That's why St Kilda are better. Because he's not the senior coach at St Kilda. And maybe he's not but a senior coach. they've got rats to come in... And he's doing the system that I've just kept, I've just outlined. Richo's maybe maybe they grew under Adam Kingsley and finally put in place what he was trying to get him to do for years. Oh, that seems like oh, you've left that hanging out there. Just a thought. King is interested. Uh, would I King, think would I King th- has applied. Obviously, I think Kingers would apply absolutely. But I think, I think Adam probably thinks that Carlton Football Club is going to take a more seasoned senior style coach than have another crack at a rookie. But if you're the best person for the job and you can and manufacture a situation whereby you could potentially bring a very good young coach in and have the support around him that allows him to take on the role, and so um, you, I could see it happening. But by the it. same token, I think, I think, and this is what frustrates me, is I think in light of the way that everything has gone and in light of the scrutiny that the board and, to a greater extent, the president is under. And they I agree. need to make a decision to put the best possible coach in place and they will look more at reputation than the right person for the right role is what I think is going to happen. Ultimately, to me, that's dangerous. 
So do I. Because well, I think at the end of the day, we got Pagan when he was past his use-by date. We got Malthouse when he was past his use-by date. We got date. before he wasn't quite correct, ready. Correct, correct. I think Bolton arguably could say the same thing. Maybe he's not ready. Maybe he will never be ready. Yep. But at the moment, he, he wasn't quite there. Those two examples you gave weren't ready to surrender control. Yes. You bring in a Clarko who understands the evolution of the coaching system. He may come in and say... I will be your senior coach. We won't do this, and this unfortunately. And this is the system I the want to format. We, yeah. we won't adopt that evolutionary format, at the moment at least. We look at the NFL for so much, and yet the stuff that will work... The stuff that you actually need. A head look- coach in the NFL does nothing but coordinate his two offensive and defensive coordinators... Special teams can kind of do what they want. And he yeah. wears the responsibility, absolutely. He wears the responsibility, yeah. and he says to them, I want to pass. Like he hears the plays, and if he can veto if he's them. He can... No, no. It would just no. I don't want that. Or the sense of the game is this because he is absorbing the entire game. The thing with and Tim spoke about the board for me. The important um, situation with the board at the moment. I'm not one that's jumping on them necessarily because for me, making the decision to appoint Bolton, fine, not a problem in the world. They went through the process. They had their committee. It was the right guy at the right time. Not a time. problem. Yep. They hire him. It was ballsy. Fine. You go. Yeah, totally. Not an, not an issue in the world. But just as important as that for me is recognizing when it's not working. Yeah. What were they? Uh, is is a board tied? I just think it's absolutely naive to say that you, me, and Fab hire Coach A, and then our tenure is tied to him. Well, the, uh, what Juddy said on the on telly during the week was absolutely spot on, and and he was trying to be castigated by Caroline Wilson because that's what she likes to do, and as he sort of said. You make a decision on the basis of the data and the information that's placed in front of you. You make your best decision in that situation. If the data changes, it changes the fabric of the decision that you've made and you're allowed to to do the exact opposite that you've elected to do in the first place. And you get to the point that we've got to... You can't be static and you can't be tied to it. No, spot on. And you get to the point we've got to now with Lejudice, and in fairness to Lejudice, he probably doesn't get another stuff up. In the sense that things haven't quite gone right with a couple of pretty key appointments. And in isolation, one at a time, I don't subscribe to the notion that, like we've just said, you get that wrong, therefore you're gone. Yeah. But you look at it and go, well, you know, look, you got rid of rats. And I agree with the decision at the time. I agree with the decision to get Mick at the time. Go, well, that didn't work. Yep. You've undertaken this. You've hired Bolts. I agree with getting Pagan at the time as well. You know, I thought he was the right no, style. I agree guy. with moving on from rats. People forget yeah. that our lack of a plan B. Yeah. And how much that hamstrung us and how far off whilst we finished teams. fifth and we were good against Geelong yes. in that era. We were yes. awful against but Hawthorne. Hawthorne and Collingwood always had us. Don't The 2012 10-goal Collingwood game, take that off. Yep. Collingwood had our measure all the time. We, yep. were, we, we were very predictable. and But very, Hawthorne embarrassed us. Yeah, There's a game that sticks out from that era where we played in 2011 and we just completely underestimated the Eagles at, at Eddie had. It cost us a top four. And it cost us a top That's four spot. That's the Nick Nat Nui posterising um, Brett T-Bird. Thornton. Brett Thornton. Yeah. yeah, but that to me summed up the reign of the day where we just sort of took for granted. We were, we were a good side. We weren't a premiership side, but we were a good side. And we just took for granted that we can turn up, we can win this. Yep. And that derailed us. They ended up finishing. Might have even been half a game ahead of us. Yep. And you sit there and go, that's cost us a pretty good pretty good crack at um, potentially Going deep as it was, we lose a semi-final by a kick, and there are the fine margins yep. that define a rain, define a football club, and those fine margins now for for the board, um, 
you know, they don't have too many more opportunities to mess things up. Yep. I'm not one that says ask them immediately, ask them at the end of the year, but you sit there and go, this next decision is pretty crucial for a lot of them. You've also got to have a ticket Yes. that's justified in taking over. No, spot on. And uh, Like, I don't necessarily disagree with, like, if Tom Elliott wants to run, I'm not someone who says because of his surname and his old man and whatever. I'm not someone who goes, well, no, never, because he's not his old man, clearly. It's also the thing with, with the Elliots. If you want to throw out... All the bad, hey, throw it all the good too. Yeah, like no, I no, just, I totally I, I agree. I hate people who are just like the name Elliot comes up and it's just like oh, ruin the Carlton Football Club. Made the Carlton Football Club <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of that through my childhood, they were and a lot of that you know, ruthlessness now that people castigate the club for ultimately led to success because they sat there and they said, "Fucking Parco, you done, Parco? Walls, you're done. Yeah. Parco, come back." Yeah, but the ability to recognise. Yeah, he's better than the guy we got. Yeah. So we'll go get it. But like I said, Tom Elliott's hypothetically, I'm not promoting a run at the board, as I just said. But he's not his old man. That's true. You just have to listen to him. You don't want him to be his old old man. But but if he he was serious enough and passionate enough and, as you said, could put together a ticket that was compelling enough, then you go, well, then we can entertain it. it. You consider it. Are there enough footy people on the board? Probably not. Probably not because... We went from having a huge... Board. It's trimmed. We've trimmed it, but is there enough? The board's role. There are specific people on the board the to do to just commercially bring, make sure the club is financially viable and, and to influence and yeah. know nothing about football. Yeah, yeah some but of there's others who need to know everything, all the ins and outs, and all the machinations of football, and empower and be prepared your, to your make employees. But like be prepared Lloyd to make hard decisions. Is yeah. Stick still on the board? No, no. So Judd's you know, the football why, man. Why Stick's no longer on the board? Well, he didn't want to be on the board in the first place. I know that, but I reckon that was his... I reckon he moved The rat and fallout was bad. the whole... You know, we, they didn't have a figurehead. The same, it's the same thing now. They didn't have a figurehead. It's head. not just Bolton's like, fault. Everyone has to go, mm. and that's bullshit. And well, that Le, Le Judice isn't a good media performer. No. He may be a fantastic backroom president, but he's not in, in an era where you need... A president that has—he's not a presence. strong representative voice. No, he's the not. Football club, and you—and I—and I genuinely think that you need that. And there, there'd always been a lot of chatter about who is our next president, and and for a very long time, the bloke that they were turning to was Ahmed Fahour. He got squeezed out of the board. Yep. In a power struggle. Yep. Ryan Trainer was another one who, who Carlton fans might not know a lot about. I, yeah, I do. He's actually good mates with the bloke that I work with. Spot on. So. Ryan Trainer um, was a sensational operator. Yep. And was interested in the gig. When Lajudice got it, and just from look once again, I don't want to be um, purporting to be speaking fact entirely, but my understanding is he just didn't have the numbers. Yep. Um, the Lajudice faction did, because he was a bit more influenced and backed by the Pratts, the Mathesons, who are obviously still strong power brokers. Yep. Ryan Trainer would have been superb. I think it would have been brilliant. He's, I think he's would have been absolutely brilliant. Super enthusiastic, like Lajudice, entrepreneur, very successful guy. Um, yeah, he would have been. Really unlike anything we've had. If people wanted new, fresh Carlton, not that the Tudor Chase, you know, a lame duck, he's awful. Doesn't present well, but Ryan Trainer was brilliant. Can I give you my opinion on what I think is going to happen with this coaching situation? Please. I think the old Carlton, and I know we don't like talking about the old Carlton. I do. The old Carlton will go the blank check approach and will say to, in order, probably... Clarkson, Ruse, and Lyon, what's the number that has to go on this check for you to get the job? I think Lyon's gettable. For one second? Yes. Because I don't want to lose your moment. Why do we always say, not everything was bad about the old Carlton? 
The only I'm not part of the not old saying that, that we had to rid ourselves was cheating. of was there's a draft now. Yeah, we have the to brown utilize. Paper bag. But everyone did the brown paper right? bags. The the ruthlessness, the winning at all costs. Or well, not at all costs. I don't say, but winning as a priority needed to. You know, you know, a spot. No, that was our mantra. You're 100. You know, lost our identity. You know I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You know, I'm just saying that's that? the style. When when United hired David Moyes, and the the murmurings or the rumblings was. We're not a sacking club. We can't. We're not a sacking. That's not who we are. You sit there and going, that's exactly what every club's a sacking club if the manager's not right. Hmm. And you've got to be ruthless. You have to be. You we got, didn't it's got to be the to, right decision. We didn't have to sack the manager for 25 years because he was a legend. Hmm. And we didn't have to have that conversation because he was brilliant. But when he's not, we have to be ruthless. Yeah, because yeah, above all, we're winners. Well, I, I reckon we're a massive chance of getting Clarkson. I reckon Lyon. I, I don't think I don't think Lyon leaves. Like if if you're he's reading the tea, if you're Once, reading the tea leaves, he's done it before. One thing, Ro- oh, Ro- that's Ro- Sean has. will love this structure, structure and system, flawless. It'd be demanding. You may not, but he like. But I just how we implement this structure in our game plan, but Lyon, there will but be a definitive. If we seriously structure. offer Ross Lyon a contract, and it's enough to give the Dockers pause for whatever reason, terms, length, whatever. Ross is a career coach. And he will leave. I don't necessarily... I can see it. I just don't think it'll happen. That, that's just my gut feel and the couple of things that I've listened to. Clarkson would be like... He would be like... His hiring would send... It'd be like Barassi. Well, it would. Absolutely. So I think that's the one that they want. It's the one that they go we hardest land, at. We land those free agents. Well, you do. You absolutely do. Is he worth the money then? You sit there and go... Yeah, well, man. I think he is. I, I, I think he is, but... For is some reason, I think we don't get one of the like the other ones. Ruse, but yeah, I think I, 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 I think, think Ruse has made it pretty obvious that he will not be the coach of the Carlton Football Club. He may be at the Carlton Football Ruse Club needs. in some capacity mm. to support another coach, but I don't think he will coach us. I, I, I think he said from the beginning, "I'm just not interested in doing that sort of thing," and, and he has said at the moment, but I don't think his headspace turns around that quickly. And even if you offered him two million dollars a year that you'd get him. But as a mate of mine did say the other day, he says, but he does like money. So well, everyone likes money. This is true. The second tier, the second tier, I think the two best young coaches in the system are Adam Carousella Adam and Adam Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do... Co-coaches, Timbo. But I do also think that having gone to Bolton, no, yeah. this current board is going to be reticent to put in a rookie coach. I hope we're not. Un- unless... unless they sell that one of these two blokes are the best young coach in the competition and they get Ruse to sit above them. And if they work on that model and they can present that you know and, makes and a sell difference? it, it's a shot. I think what makes an enormous difference, and look, I mean, my uncle uh, way back when played for the Saints. Ivan? No. no John. John, John uh, played for the Saints. and um, 49 games? 44. Played a lot of reserves footy. Um, played in the 87 reserves grand finals. Got Wayne Harms jumper. But he, Dad had asked him occasionally, said, is you playing football? Look, admittedly, John has said this himself. He was a young guy at that stage. He was unfortunately due to a back injury wrapped up by the age of 20. But they said, as a kid coming through the system, how would you feel being coached by a guy who hasn't coached AFL football? Or hasn't played AFL football, sorry. And he said, honestly, he goes, he goes if it was working, yeah, you'd be okay. If you're playing good footy and it's, everything's going to plan, he goes. If you were playing poorly, losing, he goes. I'd find it hard to sit in a room being lectured to by a guy who 
I don't respect. Doesn't get it. Yep. He thinks he might think he gets it. Yep. He's played footy at a decent state level, whatever. Said, but there'd become a time when he's asking you to do things and you're sitting there going, you've never had to do them. Yep. So you're trying to tell me we should be doing it this way. It's a, you should be doing it this way. Why aren't you doing it? You've never, you've never done it. That's yep. why a guy who's been in the system and is a former premiership player is the man we want. What, he's a premiership player? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Best and fairest, weather. 29, number 29? 29, yeah. Um, um, I'm still going here, by Jesus. the way. Jesus. Come on, Timbo. The up. other two blokes who obviously come with coaching experience that um, we'll probably get a look at are Brad Scott and Brett Ratton. I but Ratton's I reckon there is one bloke, and I reckon, I reckon, Choco. Get, I reckon he gets the job. Choco. And, and in fact, I think it's James Hood. I think it's obvious the bloke that the Carlton Football Club will put in place, uh, and would not mention him tonight. Okay, give him to us. Is he a Carlton man? I think he grew up a Carlton supporter, actually. Uh, no, I don't know. He's a bloke that's coached before and failed. Didn't realise the fucking Michael Riddler. Voss. Michael Voss. Oh. I reckon will coach the Carlton Football Club. We had a crack at him. We had a nibble at him once before. Mm. Didn't go well for him in Brisbane. Crazy Vossies, crazy trades. He ruined that club. Look, he did. He probably had more influence in the areas that he didn't want. But Did Michael Voss do a better job than Brett Ratton? No. So why is he now a better coach? Because I think he's just had the the, the, the chance to go back, to learn, to grow. I think there's too to much reflect. baggage. With Vossi. And look, that's my only query. But but I think at the end of the day, you're wanting to put somebody with a level of gravitas about them into the role. You want somebody who's got... Does he have gravitas? He has gravitas as a player. Yes. As a, as a reputation as a player. Does he have gravitas as a orator? As a public figure for the club? Well, I think given the media that he's done since coaching and all that sort of stuff, I think qualifies him to be able to do that. I, I think... People aren't going to question Michael Voss. I, I think he's got enough runs on the board. And, you know, you talked about what, you know, John's stance was. If Michael Voss is going to tell Liam Stocker, you've got to do this, or you've got to say to Zach Fisher, I need you to go harder, or wh- whatever the line happens to be, no worries, coach. You know, and, and it'll be unquestioned. The, the only chink in the armour is you failed at the gig once before, but I think everybody recognises he was ill-equipped to be able to... I think they gave him too much control. Like the Lions turned the keys over yep. and, and backed him... 110%. 100%. And it was like, and, and, yeah, and that's fine. probably to their detriment. Yeah. Suboptimum well, was the situation. And yeah. I just... I've been racking my brain to be able to say, who are the candidates? Who... And, and more so... Who did he take over from? Lepic. No. Um, uh, not Matthews, was it? Surely not. Might yeah. have been. Took over from Matthews, didn't yeah. he? I reckon he took over from Lethal. Because we were, we were, we were nosing around. Yeah. Because he was a bit like Buckley was the big thing. Got to get him like Mitchell. Sam Mitchell is now. Yeah, absolutely. He's a sure thing. You go well, maybe, but uh. and we were really super interested. And then he, I think he ended up saying, I think he ended up like obviously Brisbane's turned his head. Godfather offer. I don't know. So just got to do it. Right, well, you've given us something I think to think with, about with Vossi. Like I said, he. Anyone following Lethal is going to be hard. They'd he's, never got, he's got a, a squad where the, all the senior people were mates and then he had a new crop coming through. It probably wasn't the best situation to be in as well. Well, that's why they got Fev and they got all the other Staker. They got all those yeah. experienced guys into... They thought they were closer than they were. Brent Staker, you reckon he's a bit of an, an Alex Bill lookalike? Uh, back in the day, very similar hair. 
Alex Pillen. Just, just yeah. I don't think he's a lookalike straight out, but the, the, the oh, profile of the I head. See, I see Alex. It's the, a lot I of the hair. Alex, yeah. I, I guess I'm trying to read the board and read the status of the board and the sort of decision that they're going to make, that they're going to seek to be able to defend and that they're going to recommend. And and while I can see the best young coach with support or the best coach and just pay whatever it takes, I just think the the person who's available the person that has the face, the name, the reputation, even if they have to fashion a um, a system of support to be able to justify him as your man, I just see him as the sort of person this board will come at. As we move that's on, just I, an, that's yeah, just an that's, opinion and a gut feel. I get you. But I'm, I'm actually – Clarkson is still the number one, but if they don't get Clarkson, I reckon they're going to get Boss. As we, that, that, as we that, move that's my on, feel. I think our preparedness to pay top dollar will – tell us where the board genuinely think the list is. Yep. And if they want to go out and pay absolute top dollar, arguably the most money that a coach has ever been paid per annum, that'll tell us plenty about where they think we're going. Uh, we'll move on to the AFL proper now. It's the first of the buy rounds this week, and I hate buy rounds. It's just, a watered down version. Why can't of we just have a week off and then the season continues next week? Like we used to. Like we used Except to. Except for the Collingwood-Sydney game. Just, that was fine. But, even just, but even just do four and five. Yeah. Just have a week off, and then the, the opposites play each other the next week. Uh, first kickoff, obviously, tomorrow, <laughs> Richmond and Geelong at the MCG. Tigers have been hit by a couple more injuries. Broad is out. Asprey is out. Ellis is out. Nash named uh, to make his debut, Rioli, in Paddy? Townsend in. You're doing my job. You're doing the ins and outs. I am. I'm just moving this along because we're running over. Um, Geelong, Gary Ablett, obviously, named again following his week off. Hopefully, he keeps his arms and elbows to himself. Reece Stanley named as well. Zach Smith makes way. Uh, Geelong probably win this for me. I'll go the Cats, the small version. That, you're with us? Richmond. So Geelong, Richmond, Geelong, as I look at the telly here. Fab goes for the Tigers. Interesting. Uh, the telly at the moment, Sean on 58, closing in. Fab on 60. Jesus. Timbo, 51. I was 11 behind before. I'm now only nine behind. <laughs> Happy with that. Bacon ground. Uh, we play Brisbane in the early game on Saturday, 145 at Marvel Stadium. Thomas named again. Lockyer O'Brien, Mitch McGovern, Cade Simpson following shift work at the moment. Cade, he was rested after a break. <laughs> played one game back from a string and he was sore. Um, so uh, Thomas O'Brien, McGovern, Simpson, Fosolo out, Kennedy out, omitted, Stocker, foot, lang, hip. Darcy, Darcy, Darcy. Not sure we'll see Darcy again. Um, and I'm not too sad about well, that. Well, I had a honest. few choice words about Darcy and his... Uh, he just needed a fourth kick from that exact same spot. Well, and But in fairness to Darcy, and we did mention it, when the ball didn't go over the boundary line and he was mm. the only player that actually understood the state of the game... Umpire dropped the ball there. So absolutely. Well, from that position, if he grabs it... What are the rules, mate? It's still in. Why do you have to call... Oh, because there was a perception that well, the umpire the was out. The well, umpire didn't wasn't. blow the whistle at all. So the umpire could have just said, oh, it's play on. Because the boundary umpire needed to say it's not out. Yeah, so, hasn't gone over the line. Anyway, I don't think that was good enough for him to keep his But, but anyway, if Darcy Lang grabs that and runs 10 metres towards goal and snaps it through, which he very conceivably could have, that mm. could have almost saved his career. Possibly. Brisbane, welcome back. Uh, Alison Benkees is out. Uh, sadly, I think that Brisbane win this one. Still, I think we're. I think hopefully we'll be improved, and that element of surprise might help us out. But I think Brisbane are a little bit more settled, playing better footy, and will win on the day. It'll be an honourable loss. Brisbane will win. Blue baggers. 
we're tied up, Fab, after two games. How good's that? Get up and about. Mate, nothing would we just please need me to, more. We just need to see it. Nothing would please we're, me more. I'm gun-shy now. I, I'm... I love them to death, but I need them. I need them to show me something. Nothing would please me more than us winning on Saturday. Genuinely. Uh, next off, next is what is this one? Gold Coast and North Melbourne up at Metricon. Brody Harbrow and Took Miller come in for Jack Bowes, our fucking conqueror. Yeah, he'll that'll stay with me forever. Every time I see Jack Bowes, yeah, it'll be like yeah, yeah. Mm. I remember him. Uh, Schoenfeld and George Hall and Smith are out as well. North Melbourne Durden is in. McMillan is out. This is actually a tricky one. I reckon Gold Coast win this. I'm going to go the Gold Coast. North Melbourne. I've hit the front. I just reckon that up there, North will try to do what they did against us and bully them, be very physical. Um, conditions will sort of play in, hopefully, in, uh, Gold Coast. Part. I think they can win that one. <sighs> Adelaide, Bryce Gibbs out again, Greenwood out, Dave McKay out, Hardigan in, Douglas in, Matt Crouch in. We we should we should ask about Gibbs. Oh, at season third round, and it's dropping. It's every a second. Week. It's a second or third round pick. It's a fourth rounder now. Now we sitting there seriously. We've said this on the pod take before. Take the salary. The entire take no, the salary. No, no, you're taking the you're setting the what you're saying. Adelaide is. I've said this fifteen times tonight. Take the emotion out of it. He's not in your best twenty-two. Yeah, you and, don't pay and, him. and you're paying him like he's in your yeah. top five. You don't pay him. You don't play him. You're paying him, as you said, he's in your top five or six. Well, can I, can I just add one thing? If the rumours are true and they're going to get Brody Grundy and trade our draft pick they to be able to cash. get him, they need the cash. They'll be offloading Bryce Gibbs because he's not helping them. I'll take and, him back in a heartbeat. And, and if, we're, if, if at the end of the season we're getting rid of a Dale Thomas who's out of contract, I reckon Daisy and we're getting uh, a Matthew Lobie who's out of contract. He does gone. not, and a Cade Simpson who's out of contract. He probably stays on. He's thirty-five now. Yeah, but fuck, mate, he will have to put him down. Look, maybe, maybe, but you know why we should get back Bryce Gibbs to Fab? You know why we should get him back? For my dad. Yeah. Why Fab? Because he likes a Bryce Gibb. I like I like a Gibb. <laughs> I have a coffee yesterday with a Bryce Gibb. <laughs> Bryce Gibb, nice guy. Um. <laughs> We we pay one hundred percent of his salary. We'll just say to Justin Reed, just, fourth rounder, but fourth just, rounder. But you sit there, go, just lick your wounds, mate. It's don't be emotional about it. Yep. it hasn't worked out. Blah 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 blah. And we'll yeah. say, look, our trade for our first rounders may, may have been less than ideal, and it may not have worked out to the didn't work out the way that we thought that it would. No, but we're still happy with what we've got. But here's our fourth rounder. Gibbo comes to Carlton, and he'd probably turn around and say, yeah. it hasn't worked for me either. I want to go back to Carlton. Do you take Loby's money and go for Todd Goldstein? No. Not at his age, no. no. Um, they play the we great are, Western Sydney we Giants. We teeter with Rucks. If Cruiser doesn't play, we are oh, absolutely. bad. I've absolutely. got every faith in Mr. DeConning, who plays this weekend, apparently. In the twos, yeah. Um, Zach Williams and Sam Taylor? What's Taylor's? Sam Taylor. Sam, Sam Taylor? I wasn't totally sure. That collarbone uh, has ruled Whitfield out, which is unfortunate for him. And Lockie keeps out as well. I reckon... I want GWS to win probably more than I think they'll win, um, but I'll tip GWS. GWS. Adelaide. Jesus. I don't reckon they're any good. That's how my dad says, Adelaide. Jesus, Fab. We have gone four different. I could be, I'm could i going to be two in front <laughs> at the halfway point. Six here, the reality is you'll be two behind because you'll go each go 2-2. Two, two. No, nah, not happening. Nah. Sydney play West Coast at the SCG. Jeez, um, I reckon... 
Hearns out with a hamstring, which is a shame for him. Uh, a lot of unknown or sort of lesser light guys for West Coast coming in, similar-ish for Sydney, to be honest. West Coast surely too good. I think West Coast wins Sydney in the rebuild. West Coast probably due to drop one, um, but I think their last their form in the last couple of weeks has been improved on what it was earlier when they did look like they had a bit of a hangover. So I'll stick with the Eagles. Fab Sydney. I knew you were going to do that. Oh, this is the Fab's. Law. He's lost the plot. <laughs> Ken Bruce's gone He's mad. <laughs> and then uh, finally, Queen's birthday Monday, Collingwood host Melbourne. Usually that's Melbourne's home game. It had been for yeah. a while. Uh, Dane Beam's obviously out with a hip. Last week it had been coming for a long time for the Pies. Oh, totally. They'd flattered to deceive. We should have beaten them. The Saints should have beaten them. Sydney should have beaten them. Yeah. Every chance, all three of those teams, and they wriggled out with a good five or ten minutes in the last they'd quarter. They'd won seven in a row. And, and look, I, I actually probably thought that they were flying as well, but when you actually take a step back from it, you're going, maybe you weren't. But good teams still find a way to win when they a, need to. I think it's a good time of the year for them to have that setback. Bucks can go back to the war room and sort of ward off complacency. We got away with three or four. We didn't get away with it on the weekend. You don't, you know, you're not switched on. You pay the penalty. How does Melbourne respond after their effort up and down? It's pathetic. Um, Melbourne are so goals. lucky. Melbourne are so lucky. We're having the year we are. Like, they're just not really on the radar at all. Mind you, now that we've sacked our coach. It, it forces the media to look elsewhere. Like immediately afterwards, they were still trying to look at Judd and they were trying to look at LeDuce and they were still trying to look at Soss. Yeah. But as you say, you know the the blowtorch goes on the um, the um, the regime. Um, Why do you keep at, giving at, me the fucking standard ones? I want a caramello koala. Yeah, I want a caramello too. Um, <laughs> who do we think's winning this? I got Collingwood. Collingwood, well. Hollywood. Okay, so you're gonna you're not gonna lose any ground on that one. Um, I just want to say something for his MND. I said this last year, and obviously Essendon, Fremantle, Hawthorne, Port, St Kilda, Bulldogs, bye. Yes, I said this last year, and obviously no one from the AFL listens to us. But the, what they should do in Yarra Park is set up a big aqua arena style water slide, ice bath at the bottom, and you pay twenty bucks to slide. All weekend, Fantastic it's, it's, idea. There, it's there all weekend, it's there from tomorrow night, there's four games at the G, so they make sure there's one there every day, Fantastic. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and basically bring a towel, slide down it, fucking do what you want, big big style theme park water slide in the, in the park. Just north of the MCG is the Fitzroy Gardens. And they did that. And they've done that before, they've had a slide that literally runs down one of the streets that's either side of the Fitzroy Gardens, it's the one that goes in between... The main gardens and that have the beanies on sale at the at the venue. And it was a water slide. It was a water slide from what what, nearly Lonsdale Street to Flinders Street. And basically, do like a you could be maybe maybe you could be sponsored to slide. You can pay off the day. Obviously, people rock up, and I've been sponsored to slide. He's a thousand dollars. He's twenty dollars. Whatever it might be, kids will get fucking how kids will get right into it. And like I said, do it all weekend. It's there all weekend. George full of kids with (laughs) hypothermia, busted arms. (laughs) Because what a success oh, Freeze like MND's been for 2019. Just 14 deaths from pneumonia this year. <laughs> but, yeah, just fully just embrace it and, and open it up to the masses because we've seen uh, over the last couple of years heaps of people want to get be a part of it and heaps of people have embraced it. It's become one of the great sort of events in the football calendar. Um, and I just think that if they opened it right up, it would have even more support than it already does. Uh, so there we go. Here, That's here. us for the round. Um, I've got also some draft overhaul talk. We'll talk about that next week because we're running low on time and a rising star. We'll talk about that next weekend as well. Um, 
Do you want to briefly talk about the Champions League fab before we get into the quiz? Not at all. I, I just want to say one thing. I thought Spurs were a bit stiff on the pen. I was going to yeah. say, was it a handball? That was. That's, I, think, that's, I, think yeah, I actually haven't seen it. After so. 23 seconds, I'm sitting there going, the guy didn't even VAR. The ref didn't even like go, we'll have a look at it. 23 you could seconds. You could have let it go to VAR, and if they've then pulled it up, different. But the fact that he's blown for it was a bit harsh. I, don't, I just, yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it just ruined the game. Not that the referee's there to make sure the game isn't ruined because of the right call, but I'm not satisfied it was the right if call. The, if the ref had waved it off. What would the narrative have been? I think, I th- I think the, if the ref had waved it away, the narrative would have been maybe it's there. It would have been harsh. Yeah, I so, think that's, so they'd say ballsy call to not refer it. Yeah, meant for a better game. I this is this the, is our blue riband event. If he doesn't, play on. if he doesn't give it, the narrative's not. Geez, they geez, they got away with one there. The narratives. <coughs> sometimes you see those given. Oh, geez, I think that'd have been a bit harsh. And, and, and everyone would say you don't want a penalty in the first minute of a Champions nah, League final. You've got, nah. no, you got 90 more minutes to sort it out between yourselves. And it just completely team wins. compromised the match. Yep. And just as a spectacle, unfortunately, it was not much well, That's the thing. When, that. I, when I read the result and you've gone, I mean, it was a second-minute goal, but it was a first-minute penalty. Yeah. You've gone. Fabian, can you show you, me did a you want to be right? magic marker? Please. We're ready for the quiz. We're ready for the quiz. Excellent. So basically, I've changed the format again this week. Jesus Christ. I like mixing it up. So you're each going to get five questions, one after the other, and then we're going to do some fast money. Are we getting whiteboards? No. Okay. Am so I, am are, I we are, are we getting, being asked the same question? No. So there's going to be so five. So you're asking me a question. There's five questions for Fab, five questions for Tim, and then ten questions as fast money, and we'll see where we sit after that. Okay. Is fast money a... Buzz in. What's the buzzer? Bzz. Your name. Your Tim. name. Bzz doesn't count. If bzz counts, I'm... Yeah, stop that. Oh, well, Tim. Fuck it. Yeah, do whatever you want then. Go Tim. You, you, so Tim can go buzz and Fab can, you know, do your dick sucking sound or something. I don't know. <laughs> Was that the dick sucking sound? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready? Fabian's going to lead us off. My mum listens to this show. First question for Fabian. In the first season of Entourage, oh, Vincent Chase has just completed one film and is preparing to shoot another. What are those two films? Head on. And he's preparing to shoot Queens Boulevard. What is he, Fab? What do you mean? What is he? What is he? He's a thespian. No, what? What, you know, what is Vincent Chase? He's an actor. Well, I wanted you to say he is Queens Boulevard. Oh, I thought you were asking me for the quote with, with Turtle Reads. Guys, motherfucker called you a thespian. <laughs> Timbo. <laughs> yes, Sean. Who is currently the world record holder for the one hundred meter freestyle? Um, old mate Cesar Philo, whatever his name is, pastry from Brazil. I'll give that to you. What is his name? Cesar Celio. C L O. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that to him. Oh mate, I'm he's good. got a triple barreled name though. There is Philo. Yeah, no, in the middle of it. He knows who it is. Yep. He's like yeah, um, yeah. Brazil's only Olympic gold medalist, and he's also the world record holder in the fifty meter freestyle. He is. He is. So one and one. Fabian, Sean. Manchester United this year celebrate the 20th anniversary of the treble winning season of 98-99. Arsene Wenger's Arsenal were United's biggest rival in domestic competition. How many matches did United and Arsenal play against each other in that season? I know of four. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your answer? If I cup, I know of five. Cup. Don't go through in. No, they played. They played the Charity Shield. They played home and away in the Premier League. They played the FA Cup semi-final, semi-final replay. That's f- I'll go with five. 
five is correct. You don't, I don't have to go through it because that's the answer. I can name you the score lines in all those games too. 0-3, That nil-nil was bullshit. Yeah, it was a goal. Uh, York? Keen. Someone was flagged Someone was offside. offside. Was, they weren't even offside <laughs> at all. Timbo, your second question. But you wouldn't trade it for one of the greatest FA Cup semi-final And the last FA Cup semi-final replay. At Villa Park of all time, so... Brilliant match. That was on uh, occasionally, very occasionally, um, it gets played as like a classic match on like SBS or something, and it's an unbelievable game. You know the game? It's Beckham. Burkamp. It was almost like a free kick type, but it was from open play. Then Burkamp equalises. Player sent off for United. So we're down to 10 men. Then Arsenal get a penalty to win. Last minute of extra. Literally the last kick of the game. And then Ryan Giggs goes on that mazy run. I remember the Giggs goal. The absolute, the two best teams in England and probably two of the top five in the world. Yes. It was phenomenal. Timbo, your second question. Yes. Australia's richest weight for age race is the Cox Plate, the last four of which have been won by Winks. Who was the last horse not named Winks to win the Cox Plate? Great question. <laughs> Thank you. So obviously... Is it she so shy? 2015, I assume, because Winx has won 16, 17, 18, 19. Well, we haven't had the 2019 Cox Plate. I haven't, yet, we, sorry. So probably sorry. not. 15. So you're asking for the 2014. 14, yeah, the last horse not named Winx. Sing a song of sixpence. To win the Cox Plate. Fantastic question. <laughs> Thank you, Timbo. I'd love if that was the name of the horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, That's, isn't that how the Griswolds win Pig in the Poke? Yeah, something, oh, Clark. It was, it was Clark. Yeah. And she goes, oh, Clark. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Pig in the Poke. Because it's the, yeah, somebody in Clark were the one that was awesome looking Clark. for... Um, and they're, they're wearing, uh, they're dressed as pigs, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. All right, Tim, plate. what do you got for us, Timbo? My mind's racing. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, there's not a lot that's actually coming to me. I'm trying to think of the year. I'm trying to think of the year Winks won it first as a four-year-old mare and who it was up against and who the reigning champion might have been prior to that. Mm. I'll tell you, interestingly, when I was getting this question, the official Wikipedia page for the Cox Plate had not the winners. That was on a separate page. It had the favourites, which I thought was odd. Can I give you a hint? Give me a hint. Don't give him a hint. A brace, a gib. Oh, Jesus. That's a that's a good hint. Yeah. Oh, Adelaide. Yeah. You're four. very very generous there. Yeah. It Fabian. was a it was a four year old. It was in. in <laughs> no, it was. Knows. Well, yeah, I was, <laughs> no, I was at the. I was at the. I was at Side the race course day. out of. Uh... No, it was a four year old stallion, but in European <laughs> ages, it was still three year old. So. What the well, because their breeding season is six months offset from where we are, and you Yellow have stallions layer. that yeah shuttle from um, from northern hemisphere to southern hemisphere. Okay. Well, your third question, Fabian. I, I wouldn't have got that without the uh, intervention. So appreciate it. <laughs> your third question, Fabian. Cool. Elvis Presley made his film debut in this nineteen fifty six feature. Tricky with Elvis because obviously he usually sings the title track. Yes. And. I'll, well, definitely not, not Blue Hawaii. Not just not just all the not just the title track, to be honest. And most of the songs. I think it's funny as we get further away. It feels like a lot of people you kind of forget or you neglect. You know, like how big 
some of these guys were. Oh, Megastar. Totally. Like, just you sort of go, oh, yeah, Elvis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking massive. Yeah. Even when I was little, I still remember the midday movie, the Saturday movie with Elvis. Well, it was, a Elvis, it was either Elvis or, or Shirley Lewis. Temple or Jerry, Jerry Lewis, Lewis or yeah. Johnny Weissmuller as Tarzan. Yeah. What do you got for us, Fab? No, nah, I've got nothing. I'm nothing? Give it up. I'm after a hint. Give it up. Give me a hint. I can't give you a hint because I don't know what to give you a hint. Just go Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> Heartbreak Hotel. No, that's not them. Says, Come on, Fab. Got to give me something. Viva Las Vegas. Love me tender. Love me tender. Love me tender. 1956 first film. Timbo, your third question. Yes. In the movie Major League, Corbin oh. Burnson plays Roger Dawn. What position does Roger Dawn play? Roger Dawn is a shortstop. Roger Dawn is not a shortstop. Roger Dawn plays third base. Are we sure about this? Yep. There's a line in Major League Two when uh, Harry, what's his name, Harry Doyle, yeah. says Roger Dawn has um, gone to be bought the team, uh, gone to the GM, thus eliminating a huge hole at third base. Okay. Okay. Well, I always knew that he sat inside there, but I always he was, he was fielding the... those olays at yeah, shortstop. Yeah, but he's yeah. technically is a, no, no. Okay. Third. Point taken. Point taken. Fab, you'll get this one surely. This is a layup for you. This actress played Jennifer Parker in Back to the Future, but neither of its sequels. She played Jennifer Parker. Her name is... This is a fucking tricky one. I love this question. Because everyone's like, Elizabeth Shue. No, it's not Elizabeth Shue. It's... um... The story goes that she actually gave up acting. Um, Her mother was very ill, so she gave up acting. Wow. I was going to say Elizabeth Shue. She wasn't recast and... Whatever. She was down at Northcote. What? Yeah, no, you could go and get your stuff signed. Oh, what was her name? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like in general. She you're junk. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Drawing, oh, my God. I'm Welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. <laughs> Have you ever heard that, John? No. <laughs> I'll tell it to you off pod. Five. Give me the first initial. The I can't give you the first Just initial. First initial. I can't. I'm Wen- drawing a complete blank. Five. Wendy. Four. Three. <laughs> two. One, give me an answer, Fab. Draw a blank. Claudia Wells. That's the one. I just needed to see, and I would have got. She's it. a fucking. I, she's a tricky one. I love that question because you're Claudia. like because you can see her as clear as that. Mate, Scotty got his some of his memorabilia signed. And Claudia Wells was down at Lobos. Oh yeah, cool. I got a question for you, Timbo. All right. This year's Tour de France sets off on the sixth of July, but it will not start in France. Also the sixth. It will start in this European city. City. Yep. It started there, I think, five times, um, and it will be starting in this city to commemorate the 50th anniversary of this nation's first winner. Look, uh, I'm guessing. Look, my guess was going to be London. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have a hard time crossing that channel. <laughs> They go through the channel, don't they? Get on the train, and then <laughs> yeah, you stay they, on the train. They ride to St Pancras, but, but the first leg is always a prologue that only goes for about nine k, so you can do that fucking true, wherever true, you want. True. Yeah, so this is the point. first. This is the first stage. So it won't be in France. It'll be in this city. And as I said, I think it's the fifth time it'll be. In, it'll will have started in this city or been. See, in this so city. they haven't done that too often. They haven't started in different cities too often. So now, fucking, I'm going to say London. You should have said Brussels because that's Brussels. where it is. Brussels. Okay. I was going to. I was thinking maybe Vienna. The time Van Damme won the. Uh, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Fifty Jean Claude. Fifty yep. years ago this year, uh, muscles from Brussels took home the crown there you on go. foot. That's it. Finally, uh, number five. Your question, Fab. 
Need this. Baseball's Hall of Fame is located in this New York suburb. Cooperstown. Cooperstown is correct. Good one. That's a nice easy one. Your beloved Swannies, this question, Timbo. (laughs) On this day in 1999, Tony Lockett kicked his 1300th career goal, becoming the league's all-time leading goal kicker. How many goals did he end his career on? 1,364. Is <laughs> that your final answer? I thought he ended on 1,360 and then he made a comeback and kicked four goals. So I reckon he finished on 1,364. What's your fin- final answer? 1,364. It's 1,360. Fuck. <laughs> so I think, did he, did he end on 1,356 and come back and kick four more and ended up on 1,360? I have no idea. Yeah, okay. I've got no idea. Yeah. So we're 3-2 at the end of the, uh, the, the the head-to-head round, if you will. Now into fast money. We ready? You got your buzzers. What's your buzzer, right. Timbo? Tim. That's your buzzer? Yep. What's your buzzer, Fab? Champ. Champ. All right. Question number one. In Top Gun, James Tolkien Stinger tells Maverick he'll be flying a cargo plane full of this. Tim. <laughs> oh, you rubber stock <laughs> shit. Oh, please. <laughs> I like it how you answered it for Tim, just knowing you had it anyway. <laughs> What was the answer, Tim? Rubber dog shit. He's flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. So, yeah, that is correct. Question number two, three all. Super Bowl 54 will take place on February 2nd at this venue. Brand new stadiums. Tim. I'm tossing up whether to dock points if you get it wrong. The answer is no. Um, I reckon San Francisco is hosting it at the old, I think, don't know if they're still calling it the Levi Stadium. That is incorrect. You want to have a go, Fab? Get a free swing, you're not losing a point. Free swing. Uh, the Hard Rock. That is correct. Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. I, I, was, I knew it wasn't a new stadium, and I just went for Because that's hosted a lot. It's now called the Hard Rock. It's, it was, yeah. it's, it's Florida Stadium or whatever it's been. So Gator Stadium, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, question number three. Montreal's Formula One circuit is named after this Canadian F1 Tim. legend. Tim. Villeneuve. I'll accept that. Yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. He's going to give you more. Gilles Villeneuve. There you go. Gilles Villeneuve. Won six Grand Prix. Unfortunately died. Uh, tragically mm. in, a, in a crash. But his son, obviously Jacques, would go on to win the 97 World Championship. Question number four. Dated Danny Minogue for a while. He did. He Married loves, to. Yeah, he loved, apparently he loves Dungeons and Dragons. And she was like interested in going out and going, hitting the town and socialite and all that stuff. And he was like, no, I just play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, she was the most recent um, uh, caricature on Arne's Brush with Fame. And she Fucking said, loves that show, too. She said how um, loves it that so they'd be driving around the roads far, far, far too fast. And she was, you know, a bit of a stickler for the rules and all that sort of stuff. And they got pulled over one day and then they saw, fuck, it's Jacques Villeneuve. And they've gone here, on you go. And she goes, no, give him a ticket. I was give like, him ru- a I was like rush, rush style <laughs> yeah. with uh, Nicky Lauder. Uh, question number four Which classic genre and generation defining Blink 182 album celebrates its 20th anniversary this week? Fabian. Fabian? Dude Ranch. Incorrect. Enema of the State. Enema of the State is correct, I saw Timbo. that too. Is that a man on the cover? No, it's a porn star. Horrible looking porn star. What, one of the, and you'll laugh at me because I'm a Blink-182 fan. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you'll laugh at me because I'm a Blink-182 fan, but that's a classic album cover. What, The Nurse? Yeah, because yeah, people yeah. see it and they yeah. go, oh, it's Blink-182. Yeah. Yeah. You actually you know it immediately. Yeah, it's absolutely. iconic. Yeah. Absolutely iconic. Question number five. Timbo leads five to four. What is the name of Centre Court at Roland Garros? Fabian. Fabian? Oh, shit. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Give it to me, Fabian. Let's go. 
Five, four. No, I'm out. Oh, he's out. No, Timbo. Some people might say the Susan Long Long Stadium, but I won't. I shall say the Philippe Chatrier Stadium. We. <laughs> oui, that is correct. <laughs> he was very happy with that. Fab, you're going to make up some ground here. Question number six. The first test of the 2019 Ashes series takes place on the 1st of August. Fabian. Which venue? The Oval. No. My answer from last one. It was too. <laughs> Come on, Timo, let's hear no, it. No, it's what I answered last week. Well, you said Lords last week, but I reckon Lords is usually the second test. Let's but fuck it, it, I'll go Lords. That's incorrect. You should have gone Edge Baston. That's where they always started. I was trying to think, what's the name of this joint? <laughs> and all I could think of was Allen Road. And I thought, no, Allen Road is... Um, Leeds United. It's Leeds, yeah. 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 Uh, question number seven. This soccer legend said this week that he would happily... Fabian. Diego Armando Maradona. Uh, that is correct. He <laughs> said he would happily coach Manchester United. They sell a lot of shirts, but they need to win. And I can and do And I'm that. the man to do the job. <laughs> <laughs> the man to do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, question number eight. David Teague this week was announced as interim coach of Carlton. How many men have coached the Blues now? Fabian. 34. 34 is correct. David Teague is the 34th man to coach the Blues. We've got a humdinger of a game here. It's six all. We've got two questions left. Let's go. Hugh Jackman has famously played this X-Men character. Fabian. Oh, no. What's his name? He's... um. Tell him out. No, hold on. Hold Five. On. No, 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 no. He's he got he three. Got, no, no, stop. This stop is counting. a really easy question. Five, four. Oh my god. Three, two, one. You're out, Fabe. I'm not. Yeah, I fucking buzzed you out. No, no, no. You're another five seconds. Five. Stop. Now, if you stop counting, I'll be. You've had. Right. You've had. My- this is the easiest question Count. of the quiz. Wolverine. Fuck oh, Jesus. get stuffed. <laughs> you can't buzz in without know, the answer. I had Cyclops in my head. That was, fucking, it's not man, that was one Cyclops, of the worst though. performances of all time. Question number 10. As the ladder currently sits, Carlton are how many games from top? Tim. Yes. We are nine off top. Shit. 10-1 versus one ten. Fuck. I don't have a fucking tiebreaker. That means it's seven all. Uh... Uh, shit I'm running out of time as well uh, Fuck Need a question Need a question One more question This is the tiebreak We've got like a minute left um, During his Three and a half year tenure As coach of Carlton Brennan Bolton coached How many wins? Tim 16 6, 7, 1, 2 Or 2, 1 Timbo has taken the quiz By a score of 8 to 7 with a tie-break victory. It's fucking bullshit. Was, yeah, we got Wolverine for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? Sorry? Our listeners in Adelaide will be uh, yeah, yeah, very true. happy with your performance. True, well, true, true. thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll be back to do it all again next week. For me, Sean Peter, we'll see you next time. Fabian, thank you as always. Bad luck on the quiz and the race tonight. The race? The race, yes. See you later. Uh, say Arrivederci ragazzi Thank you And Tim Davis Quiz winner Thank you very much I'd like to thank my friends Susan Long Long And <laughs> Philip Chatrier For their support this evening <laughs> You're Always a pleasure <laughs> We'll catch you next week I took her out 
It was a Friday night, I woke alone to get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I saw more of you my TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Drive home, I called her mom from a payphone. I said I was the cops and your husband's in jail. The state looks down on sodomy. And that's about the time that bitch hung up on me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I still more of these but night phone calls. What the hell is call ID? My friends say I should have my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Yeah.